0: is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello, and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 301. We're glad you're taking the time to join us on the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and you first time listeners, we're glad you found us and we hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I'm the editor of techguide.com. On this week's show, why your inbox is flooded with emails about privacy policy updates. HTC unveils its new U12 Plus smartphone and Tesla expands its network of supercharger stations across Australia. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the latest Audio-Technica noise cancelling headphones, ASUS's new ZenBook Flip 14 and we run our ears over the new Ultimate Ears Blast and Mega Blast speakers and we'll wrap it up with your questions in the Tech Guide help desk and it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A massive show for you, so we're just going to dive straight in. Now you're probably wondering why there is a flood of emails from all various companies, from Facebook and Airbnb and any company you've had any dealing with. Uh, I've certainly received about 15 of these emails uh, about uh, the them updating their privacy policies. Uh, plenty of these emails have been flooding in over the last few days, and that's because of the new General Data Protection Regulations that have just been introduced in Europe. So the European Union has introduced the GDPR, the uh, the data protection regulations, which uh, basically gives citizens of the EU even more rights about how their data is collected and used. Now, you've got to remember, this comes after the dramas with the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal uh, and it's been introduced from May 25 the decision to introduce the new general data protection regulation was actually ratified back in April 2016 so more than two years ago this was decided so companies had plenty of time to comply with these new regulations and it it is timely that it, it is starting right now especially after to what we uh, mentioned about the Facebook scandal and Cambridge Analytica. Mark Zuckerberg even fronted an inquiry uh, in Washington all about it. So now with these new rules going on in Europe, a lot of the companies, a lot of multinational companies that uh, that have not only a presence, a physical presence in those countries, but also a digital presence there. So we're talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Airbnb, all these companies that have any dealings with citizens of those countries. And let's face it, if it's the Internet, they have access to the Internet. So... That That is why you're receiving all these emails, just to point out the fact that their privacy policies have been updated to cater for the new general data protection regulations. So what does this mean? This means that the, the GDPR requires companies to be a lot more transparent about the data they collect, how that data is used, and who it is shared with. So basically, it's more than just agreeing to a long list of terms and conditions. We've all scrolled through those, ticked the box, and got on with it now it requires that these companies have to, have to be a little bit more active in gaining a user's consent for their data. So now, uh, EU citizen has a bit more say and a bit more power over what they share, how it can be shared, so they can ask a company, for example, to erase their data, they can ask a company to send a copy of all the data they have about them, or they can correct any data errors that may be uh, that they may have collected and with maybe errors involved. So uh, so uh, re- really, like, changes that are, I think going to be reflected around the world. This is, this is going to have a bit of a ripple effect, or a massive ripple effect to other parts of the world. Now, these new laws, these new regulations had a bit of an effect as well, a bit of a negative effect. Uh, the BBC were reporting that some US newspapers who had not updated their privacy policies, were now unavailable to view in most European countries. So there were there were cases where, and I've put a picture in the story on Tech Guide of the Los Angeles Times, someone accessing it from an EU country, all they got was the masthead and this message. Unfortunately, our website is currently unavailable in most European countries. We are engaged on the issue and committed to looking at options that support our full range of digital offerings to the EU market. We continue to identify technical compliance solutions that will provide all readers with our award-winning journalism so that that was the the downside of this whole move where some of these companies were caught out and eu uh, nations actually blocked those sites that hadn't complied with the new gdpr the new general data protection regulations Really says a lot about the age we're living in and how data uh, is being collected, how it is used. Uh, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of people concerned and now taking more care on exactly what boxes they tick, how quickly they agree for certain apps to access their information. I think the more aware we can become, the safer we can be. So the more, the better we can protect ourselves. Now, of course, there, there there's really no getting out of sharing some form of data especially if you want to engage with a product or an app where it's required for them to know your name, your age, your location. This is these are convenience features uh, that we look for and uh, unfortunately or well fortunately the, 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 the price we pay to access that convenience, enjoy that convenience is by sharing our data. And naturally of course companies like Facebook, like Google and others are can take that data and base that around a, a, a model, a, a, a model where that's that's how they earn their money. That's their currency. And for those for those who, especially a few months back when the Facebook dramas surfaced, the, the the data that was that was mined through the Cambridge Analytica app, those people there were a lot of concerned people. And and my response to all that concern was well facebook doesn't charge you any money to use the site it's a very convenient site you catch up with things it's a, it's a really it's a it's a massive social network facebook don't ask you to pay for that their their currency as i mentioned is your data and and the way the data is being used is for them to direct advertising that is relevant to you so uh, and the my facebook feed uh, I'm a male, I'm married, I've got children, I drive a car, I do this. There, those ads are going to be different to the, to the ads on your Facebook feed because you might like something else. You might be a female, you might be younger, you might be older and your life situation is different. Your, your likes are different. You might like Seinfeld. I like the West Wing. So there's all these things, all these factors in play that allows a company like Facebook and Google to hone in on advertisements that would be relevant to that particular user and and you've got to remember from the advertising side they want to target customers, potential customers so if you're selling chainsaws you don't want to target 60 year old females you want to target maybe 20 to 40 year old males in the, in that regard not not that 6 year old females don't want to use chainsaws but if you you catch my drift with with that analogy where they want to target those ads for the for that particular customer that, that's the price we pay they're not knocking on your door trying to sell you stuff door to door they're not hassling you ringing you sending you messages so that is that is the result of Social media, that is the result of us wanting to enjoy the convenience of that connection, the convenience of those apps, and the data that we supply is what actually powers that convenience, and the the companies, that becomes their fuel, that, that becomes their, their currency to use. So if you want to read more about this story, it is is—it is a big story, especially in Europe, and uh, naturally you've seen, I'd be surprised if you haven't seen a number of companies sending you emails that they're updating their privacy policies. I've had many of them myself. Now you know why. The European Union's general data protection regulations are now in force. They kicked in on May the 25th and I'm pretty sure that there will be similar action around the world in the weeks and months to come. You want to read more about that story? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. HTC are back in the game with a new device. Their new flagship is the U12 Plus And this time out, the, they've really sort of taken it to another level. I can remember it was only a year ago, of course, the U11 was introduced and that introduced a new feature called Edge Sense, which basically allowed you to put, to literally put the squeeze on the device to activate the camera, activate apps, take photos. Well, now with the U12 Plus, they've actually gone to Edge Sense 2 and made it even better. The device has a six inch display, 18 by nine screen. And is designed, though, to really offer these convenient features, including Edge Sense 2, which provides the convenience of one-handed operation. Now, we love big devices. I love a big device. Love a big phone with a big screen but it is sometimes very difficult to get your thumb across to the other side to activate an app or to type a message. Well, now with the Edge Sense 2, part of the deal is, yes, there's still the squeeze, so you can squeeze to activate an app, take photos and things like that. There's also, though, the double tap. So on either side of the phone, you double tap and the screen squeezes down to that corner. So if you tap the right-hand side, the screen will shrink down to the bottom right-hand corner, small enough for you to reach your thumb all the way across. So suddenly it's like you're typing on a 4-inch screen instead of a 6-inch screen. Same deal if you tap on the left, it'll squeeze down to the bottom left corner where your thumb is so you can easily send a text or uh, uh, open an app, things like that. So really, really cool. The other cool feature too is, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you have done this, have experienced this, What's the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning? We grab our phone beside our bed and read an email, read the latest headlines or whatever. Sometimes, though, how frustrating is it, though, when you lay down, you want to lay down and read your phone and the screen orientation keeps flipping from from landscape to portrait and back again. That is a hassle. Well, the HTC U11, U12+, plus, I should say, the U12+, plus actually consents when you're holding the phone. It knows that you're holding the phone. So if you're gripping the phone it will say, okay, he's gripping, he or she is gripping the phone. I'm not going to flip the screen. If you're laying on your side and you're holding your phone in your hand, it'll know that you're holding it in that position and not flip it, even though you might be laying down flat. So another really real, uh, a great example of how HTC really put some thought into the new features so that it could stand out from the crowd and give, give the customer an, a better experience to make it easier to use, better to use, more enjoyable to use. Now, under the hood, of course, you've got the latest, uh, the, the, the Qualcomm Snapdragon 845 processor. So it's a pretty powerful mobile platform you've got there. Six gig of RAM on board and your choice of either a 64 gig or 128 gig of internal storage. You can also expand with a memory card. Now, what I like about this is that you'll also be able to choose between the SIM card tray has the tray for one SIM card. The other part of the tray has a dual little slot there where you can either put a second SIM card in there or a micro SD card. And now the beauty though of this dual SIM phone is that both SIM slots you can take two four G SIM cards. Now in the past, sim dual SIM cards, dual SIM card phones used to have one four G slot and one two G slot. It wasn't until now that you can actually now have two four G SIM cards on board. Really cool. Now, we can't we can't finish this without talking about the camera on board. And this is a dual camera on the rear, dual camera on the front as well. The two times optical zoom, ten times optical zoom for the rear camera uh, has actually been rated by DxOMark as the world's best two-lens smartphone camera with a score of 103. Now, you've got to remember the Huawei P20 Pro... Took out the top prize. It's got three lenses, of course. An incredible camera system. We talked about that last week. But in terms of the best dual-lens camera, the two-lens camera smartphone, smartphone camera, that is that prize goes to HTC U12+. Plus. Uh, it's also got uh, on board, the camera has ultra-speed autofocus 2, You've got HDR as well, HDR boost too, so that takes great images in any conditions, not only low light, but also bright light all across the park. Uh, it can also shoot 4K video and also has another cool audio feature called Sonic Zoom. So like you zoom in on a person uh, with the camera, you can now zoom in on a person for the sound. So if you zoom in on one person's voice or a particular sound in the scene, it'll isolate that person or object, or whatever you're filming, wherever you're filming or recording, and pump up, boost that sound. An incredible feature right there. On the audio side, you've, of course, you've got the U Sonic earbuds, which provide noise cancellation. Uh, there's no headphone jack; they've left that out but they have got an adapter so you can connect your ebuds to through the USB-C port. It will also support 24-bit Bluetooth wireless audio as well, so you can hear your music in its highest quality. Now, while we're speaking of sound, there's also they've got the HTC Boom Sound which uses the company's loudest and clearest speakers to date. So you can hear incredible sound just through the phone speakers. They've got even separated woofer and tweeter design uh, and really, really sounds amazing. Now, on the design side, they've, uh, they've really gone to town here with its liquid surface. They've got uh, black. Uh, possibly there's going to be red in Australia as well. But our favourite, which is what we've actually got right now for our review, is the translucent blue. So it's blue. But it's also see-through. You can look into the phone. You can see the circuitry, the top of the battery. The, you can appreciate the beauty of the phone inside and out. So a really cool feature and, and really gives it a yet another point of difference. So you can look in, inside the phone, admire the craftsmanship under that hood as well. Really smart from HTC. We are not going to see this phone, though, till uh, mid-June. The phone, by the way, is uh, IP68 rated in case you're wondering whether it's water and dust resistant. The answer to that question is it is. Now, there are no physical buttons on the phone. There are physical buttons, but, I mean, there's no actually buttons that you can press in. It doesn't have a physical action to the buttons. There are buttons that are that are uh, touch sensitive. So, yes, there's a volume up, volume down button, so they look like a button, but you, when you press them, they just react to your touch rather than actually being pushed into the device. Uh, same thing for the power button. The fingerprint readers on the back also has face unlock for, for improved security. But being having those touch-sensitive buttons means it's even easier to create a seal on the device, so hence the reason why it's got an IP68 rating. Really cool. Now, it's going to be available in mid-June. Pricing's yet to be announced, but I'm going to take a guess here. The U11 was $999 the u twelve plus i suspect will be a thousand and ninety nine if it 's ninety nine ninety nine i 'll be very surprised pleasantly surprised. But expect it to be, I think, about a thousand and ninety-nine bucks. That's probably where it's going to land. Uh, if you want to make sure, of course, stay tuned to Tech Guide. We're going to do a complete review of the U12, uh, and we're going to time that review so that it's just before the launch in mid-June. We are using it right now and enjoying the experience. But if you want to take a closer look and take a see, see those images of the device, you know where to head to TechGuide.com.au. Now, Tesla has made an interesting announcement. Uh, They have revealed plans to expand its supercharger network across the country so that it will enable even easier long-distance travel. So there's a rapidly growing number of these uh, Tesla's electric cars being sold, and uh, I'm going to reveal for the very first time, I'm actually... uh, buying a Tesla, a Model S this week, as a matter of fact. I've sold my previous car and you'll hear how I sold that using a really interesting service uh, but I am actually getting into a Tesla Model S. So this story is of particular interest to me. Uh, I do know there is the supercharger network is expanding. I do, I have heard they're going to build a service centre and even more superchargers in Alexandria, sort of in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, the inner inner suburbs of Sydney. And uh, But yet they've also announced they're, they're going to create another 18 supercharger stations around the country over the next 18 months. They're going to stagger them out and going to be in not only along major highways, but also in popular tourist areas as well, including places like the Gold Coast and the Great Ocean Road. Uh, the or there are already a network of 20 supercharger sites that have connected cities from Adelaide all the way through to Brisbane. So uh, good to see Tesla uh, supporting their customers with even more superchargers. And the superchargers, they can actually uh, the reason they're called superchargers they can charge the vehicle quite quickly. So if you're uh, on really low percentage of the battery, you can get up to to pass halfway in less than 30 minutes, and probably to a full charge in under an hour. So that's the reason why they're called superchargers. So if you are planning a long-distance journey in a Tesla, the car actually plans the route and suggests stops along the way so that you can fit, you can top up the battery using the nearest supercharger. So this expanding network is really going to help that and allow customers to travel up and down the coast, all the way to interstate, all the way around the place uh, with these new superchargers. Now, I'm going to read out where the supercharger is going to be located. Now, uh, this is going from uh, top of the country to the bottom. So we're going to start in Queensland, Maryborough, Queensland, Gimpy. Toowoomba and the Gold Coast in uh, in Queensland, so really popular sites there. In New South Wales, we're going to see supercharger stations in Tamworth, Dubbo, Singleton, Nowra on the south coast, uh, Canberra in the ACT, and Naruma on the far south coast as well. Now, moving into Victoria, you're going to see superchargers in Bright, in Mansfield, Lakes Entrance, Turalgon, Bendigo, the Great Ocean Road, and Warrnambool. And over in WA, of course, Perth is going to get its first supercharger station as well. Normally the supercharger stations have six to eight superchargers. They've just recently opened a new one at the Westfield Broadway uh, here in Sydney, where there are eight superchargers, open and accessible 24-7. Uh, there are also some other superchargers at the St. Leonard's Tesla dealership. There are six up there, I believe. And the beauty of the supercharger system is that you can see within the car if you're driving a Tesla and you click on the map, you can see where the supercharger is. It can tell you on the map how many uh, stalls are free at that particular supercharger. So you can make your way there knowing that there are, there's a vacancy for you, uh, empty stalls for you to, uh, to back your car into and get a supercharge. Uh, the superchargers are also complemented, of course, by the, the destination charges. These are those wall-connected, high-power wall connectors charges at places like supermarkets, super shopping centres, uh, hotels and resorts. Parking stations often have them as well. These don't charge quite as quickly as the superchargers, but are very similar to what an, a Tesla owner will install in their home so that they can have uh, access to, uh, to refuel, uh, to top up their batteries at home. And that's what I'm going to get installed uh, in my, at my place in the next couple of weeks when I get my car. I'm getting my Model S this week. So I will look to uh, hire an electrician to install a super, not a supercharger, I wish I had a supercharger, the high-power wall charger, which comes with the car, by the way, uh, on uh, at my place here. So it's like having a little petrol bowser in your driveway. So I can always top up if I do need to, but I'll probably leave the the bulk of the, the charging to one of the supercharger stations uh, near me here. So uh, interesting news there from Tesla. Good to know that they're going to expand their supercharger network even further. And this is, this is going to roll out over time. And you've got to remember, other car companies are going to come on board with their electric vehicles too. So while there's no standard that's been set across the whole EV market, uh, Tesla has the first mover advantage with its vast network of chargers. So you'd think that a car, a, a, a rival car company may do some kind of deal where their cars can can take the same plug that the Tesla supercharger does or offer an adapter that can maybe be plugged into the Tesla charger to go into the other vehicle. Uh, or they may build their own. Who knows? Mercedes-Benz might decide to make their own supercharger stations. I read recently that even BP service stations, in a bid to stay around, Relevant in the next decade, where the number of EVs, electric vehicles, are going to increase, they were thinking of adding electric charging stations to their existing petrol stations. So uh, you will be able to charge your electric car at one end of the, of the petrol station and top up, uh, fill up your fuel car at the other end of the petrol station. Brilliant idea, I think. But Tesla uh, expanding their network. And if you want to check out all of those locations, I've listed them at our story at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. That's the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Now, public Wi-Fi is something we all use. But it isn't always safe. How many times are we logged into out of the airport and a hotel? That's public Wi Fi. And without the right protection on those networks, your personal information could become public. There's been plenty of vulnerabilities that we've spoken about and they've, they've exposed the way attackers can intercept your data that's transmitted across these Wi-Fi networks. Personal information that is transmitted over the internet or stored on your connected devices, things like your passwords, credit card numbers and even more, these could become vulnerable. All this personal information can be used towards committing identity theft or accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. Norton Wi-Fi Privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi Privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Tech guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Finney. Kicking off the reviews this week in episode 301, we're going to talk about Audio Technica's new noise-cancelling headphones, the ANC 700BT. Now, to decode that... ANC is active, noise cancellation, 700 is the model. BT stands for Bluetooth because there are no cables on this device. You can wirelessly connect to your device. You can not only enjoy amazing sound quality, but also noise cancellation as well. You can block out the outside world. Great solution if you're on a train, on a plane, public transport, anywhere where there's noise and you want to block it out, the kids are making a ruckus at home. You can put on these headphones and block that ambient noise out. It's even got even better noise cancellation technology on this device. So uh, really a big improvement, a noticeable improvement. Now, these headphones... Really nice of design, very lightweight, very comfortable to wear too for hours at a time. If you are on a long flight, uh, they've got the nice memory foam padding on each ear cup, nice large circumference on each ear cup too, so they cover your entire ear, helps with that noise isolation. Uh, but really, really comfortable to wear, and they do fold down as well. They fold down flat, and you can include them uh store them in the included leather pouch that comes with it. Uh, you know, we, we, we tested this. We we're on trains, we we're on aircraft, busy shopping centers, and the noise cancellation was on point. Really, really special. Now let's talk about audio quality. And again, Audio Technic has nailed it here. Uh, the audio quality is, is exceptional. And what I like about it, yes, it handles high, mid levels really nice, but the bass is particularly worth mentioning because it's a little more towards the street sort of bass, you know, like more your Dr. Dre type bass. Not quite there, but a little bit more above your regular Bose sort of bass level. And I've described it in my story, and you can you can understand what I'm talking about here. I've, I've described it as being more, uh, the delivery of bass is more uh, on the youth bass rather than the old man bass. The old man bass is, it's there, bass is there, but it's not as pronounced that's what I call old man bass. So, with all respect to Bose, that's kind of where their bass sits at the uh, the old man level of bass. Even Sony, to a degree, these Audio Technica headphones, I think, more towards the youth bass, the street bass. Not quite Doctor Dre level, but not far off it. They've pulled it back a little bit. So I think it's a nice little balance there. Nice, uh, bit more if you really like your bass. The Audio Technicas have delivered right there. They've got the forty millimeter drivers, so a really nice soundscape they can provide, and that uh, throwing that. That noise cancellation, and you can really appreciate your music. They can also handle high-res audio frequencies between 5 hertz and 40,000 hertz, supports Bluetooth AAC, APTX, SBA codecs. It's also high-res audio compliant. Of course, you need to connect a 3.5-millimetre cable to do that. On the battery side you got twenty five hours of use uh, with noise cancelling on board as well that 's pretty good, uh, but if you do run out of charge, you can always connect the three point five mm cable, which we did we connected uh, to we went old school connected to our old iPod and sounded remarkable as well now some of the features here on this device no the only switch is on the left ear cup to turn it on turn bluetooth on to, turn noise cancelling on as well. But what they've done here on the left ear cup, they've made it touch sensitive so that it's, it's like a swipe and gesture control. So you can uh, control your volume, navigating the tracks, uh, and pausing the music, answering calls. Now, these built-in touch and swipe controls, they, we, I've got to admit, we weren't big fans of this at first. Uh, it was a, a bit of a struggle to use it properly. Now, the left ear cup, trying to map it blindly, like you, you you can't see it. You've got to sort of feel around with your hand. So to increase the volume, you're supposed to tap at the top. To decrease the volume, you tap at the bottom. Now, to go to the next track, you've got to swipe upwards, and to go back a track, you've got to swipe downwards. Uh, but often we found trying to go to the next track, we just found we were turning the volume up another step. We're trying to go backwards, we were turning the volume down a step. So I thought it would have been better to maybe swipe left and right to go for your track navigation and just touch top, touch bottom for your volume. But what do I know? It did take a while to get used to it. So uh, we did resort to just controlling that on our mobile device. Interestingly, when we connected uh, the headphones with a cable to our iPod, those touch controls wouldn't work. They were were deactivated. So you had to use the device that you were physically connected to to control your tracks. Not a deal breaker, but it is a little frustrating... I did take a little while to get used to it. Not, wasn't still to this day, not 100% used to it, but I'm sure I can feel my way around a little better the more I use it. The ANC 700BT headphones from Audio-Technica Competitively priced too, I think, at 349 bucks, You can expect to pay like $499 for Bose and Sony headphones. 349 I think, is pretty good value. Uh, the Audio-Technica ANC BT headphones. You want to read our complete review, check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Next up, we're talking laptops, and in particular, the two-in-one laptop from ASUS. This is the ZenBook Flip 14. It's a very popular category now, the two-in-one. And by that, I mean a laptop that can be folded down, folded around so that it can be used as a tablet. You can set it up like intent mode to watch a movie, set it up like a normal laptop. Very, very versatile device. But this is uh, obviously running Windows 10. It is the world's thinnest two-in-one. Uh, It's got discrete graphics on board. The world's thinnest two-in-one to use it to have a discrete graphics card as well. So uh, pretty good. Wafer-thin product, but don't let that fool you and think, well, this isn't a powerful product because it's so thin. Wrong. Uh, It is quite powerful. does a fair bit. Now, it's a versatile device thanks to the Ergo Lift Hinge. Now, the hinge is the secret sauce there that lets you position the screen at any angle, and it lifts and tilts the keyboard into the ideal typing position if you're in laptop mode or flips the screen all the way around if you want to be in. In tablet mode. Uh, you can also write on the screen with a pen as well. Now it's just thirteen point nine millimeters thin, weighs one point four kilos, and just, that's despite having an all-metal design, by the way. And has a fourteen-inch display. Now it's packed a fourteen-inch display into an area that normally can only accommodate a fourteen, a thirteen-inch screen. So it's done well, but I think it can do better. There, there's room. The bezels on the left and right are, are thin. But the room at the top and bottom of the screen, there's still plenty of space. It's got a large forehead and an even bigger chin. So the screen can go even bigger within the same space. So I reckon still respectable screen to body ratio, still very respectable 80%. But I don't know. I think a Zeus can do more. Maybe the, the next model will do that screen itself, remarkable, 178 degree viewing angle, 100% sRGB colour gamut as well. That's through the ASUS True Vivid technology, so really nice contrast and colour, so whether you're working or watching a movie or whatever, you're going to really enjoy looking at that screen. What they've also done is really reduced the screen reflections, which that can be really annoying on a laptop. They've really done well to uh, to combat that. Uh, the lid has that iconic Zen-inspired spun metal finish, you know, it looks like circles spun in there, so uh, really nice available in two colours, icicle gold slate grey, and keyboard as well, really well spaced backlight, allows you to work in any conditions, there's a very small amount of travel in the key so it's not going to bounce down too much, 1.4 millimetres of travel, that's about the amount of uh, space, so when you press the key, that's the furthest it's going to go is 1.4 millimetres down, which is hardly anything, and that means a couple of things, it's quiet and it's also pretty accurate, so pretty well-spaced. Now, it is a powerful device, as I mentioned, eighth-generation Intel Core i7 quad-core processor. Throw in 16 gig of RAM... 512-gig SSD drive. That's a solid-state drive. And don't forget the high-performance NVIDIA GeForce MX150 discrete graphics. And there's a powerhouse in your hands, people. This is a pretty powerful device. So whether you're editing videos or photos, creating complicated documents, scouring the Internet or just playing the latest games, the ASUS can handle it. It's got the 10-point multi-touch touchscreen. So it's uh, pretty pretty uh, impressive and useful. Zeus pen, you can create notes, sketch, map your ideas. Love being able to write on that screen. Connectivity does really well here. It's got a micro SD card slot. So not an SD card slot, a micro SD card slot. USB 3.1. It's got USB-C and also HDMI. Uh, has a battery, right? Zeus says the battery will run for 13 hours. That wasn't our experience. 13 hours, we did get a full day, so we did get it 9 to 5, and even working late into the night, we still got a fair go, but it didn't quite get to 13 for us. But uh, it, And the good news is that it charges pretty quick as well. But 13 hours fell a little short for us, but not too bad uh, again. Uh, Pretty, pretty solid battery performance, nonetheless. The Asus ZenBook Flip 14, you have to check out the pictures on Tech Guide. It starts at one thousand three hundred eighty-eight dollars, and if you're in the market for a two-in-one or a laptop in general that can be used as a tablet, can be used in various ways, then most definitely the Asus ZenBook Flip 14 is worth considering. And you can see that story at TechGuide.com.au. <laughs> Moving right along, we've got another audio product we're going to talk about, and this time it is the Ultimate Ears Blast and Mega Blast. Now, do you remember the Boom and the Mega Boom? Well, these are the next-gen of the speakers, the Blast and Mega Blast. Slightly different design, a bit sharper corners. Uh, A slightly better sound, actually a lot better sound. Wi-Fi connectivity as well as Bluetooth connectivity, but the biggest addition to the product is Amazon Alexa, built right in. So this can control your music just by speaking to it and also smart devices if you've got them in there as well. Uh, A range of colors uh, has that Wi-Fi connectivity that I mentioned. It's got far-field voice recognition microphone. So you can power Amazon Alexa and you can speak to it from across the room. It will still hear you. Uh, all packed though in a slightly smaller and thinner shape same signature sound quality though from the boom has carried over to the blast Uh, the blast and the mega blast though still have that same rugged construction so you can take it anywhere Uh, it's got an ip67 rating so waterproof dust resistant as well so uh, it's one of those speakers that you you just take it along with you take it to the beach Take it out to the bush. Take it camping. Wherever you want to take it, uh, it's going to provide pretty good sound. In, in, in fact, more than good, really good. Impressive sound with a maximum sound level of 93 decibels. So you can literally blast your music. The ultimate is Mega Blast is actually 40% louder than the Mega Boom. So it's, the newest model is way better, way louder and has Amazon Alexa built in as well, don't forget. Number of colours they're available in as well. Uh, really nice detail, lovely bass as well. Uh, and you've got the 360-degree sound, don't forget. It's a cylindrical product, so it looks like a, a massive can of drink, but with more, but more colourful. Yeah. My smart speaker is actually talking to me. It's, it's, a, I think it's, it's my Echo speaker. So it did hear me say uh, the A word not long ago. So I don't want to say it again because it's going to pipe up again if I say it. So... The, uh, the, uh, the speakers, you can also, they're compatible with uh, your voice control, can also control your Amazon Music, Deezer, iHeart, and also Spotify. Uh, so that's good news. You can also uh, use the Ultimate Ears app. So if you want to pair more than one speaker, you can create a stereo pair or a group of speakers. Now, the colors I want to run through, the colors are really cool. There is graphite, which is black, blizzard, which is white, blue steel, which is blue, merlot, which is red, mojito, which is green, and lemonade, which is yellow. They are priced at $279 for the Blast, $379 for the Mega Blast, and for $49.95 they also sell a power dock called the Power Up. So you connect that to your PowerPoint, sit your speaker on that dock, it's a a circular dock, and that will keep your speaker continually charged. If you want to read more about the Ultimate Ears Mega Blast and Blast, you know where to head to techguide.com. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, you've met Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. It gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every corner of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Couple of questions on the Tech Guide Help Desk. We had an inquiry about a tough. Tablet. There's a customer looking to maybe take a tablet in, onto a workplace, maybe out, out into the bush. So, I don't know. Wants a rugged tablet. Doesn't want uh, one of these little flimsy tablets. So wants wants something that's rugged, can handle a drop or two, uh, and still provide what he wants. An Android tablet he specified, and I suggested the couple of couple of choices there. There's the Samsung Tab Active, which is a tough a tough tablet. And Panasonic also have a tough book as well. So that's uh, that's a 10.1 inch tablet. The Samsung is an 8.1 inch. So there are two choices. Would you believe they do make uh, the these tough tablets? So you don't need to put a case on it. They are already tough. So they're rugged. The other solution, of course, which is like I just said, you can buy a regular tablet and put a case on it. So there's there's a couple of solutions for the for you as well. Now a timely question as well from another one of our readers uh, asking about how they could be able to connect their phone their new iphone with a cable to their car now it might sound simple but you've got to remember iphones don't have headphone jacks anymore and auxiliary cables only have 3.5 mil jacks on either side so unless you want to do carry around your adapter so connect the cable to the adapter which connects to your phone and you connect the adapter to the other to the car or the speaker then that's a lot of stuff to carry around well Belkin has just introduced a product that will suit exactly what uh, what our reader requires here, and that's a single cable. That's a 3.5 audio cable with a lightning connector. So 3.5mm on one end to go into your car or your speaker and a lightning connector on the other end to connect your iPhone 7, iPhone 8 and iPhone 10, which don't have headphone jacks, remember. So one cable can connect you physically to your car to your speaker for those who can't or don't want to connect wirelessly via bluetooth so really interesting how belkin have come up with this product which was a surprising gap in the market 30 year legacy belkin brings to the table to create high quality audio cables and a perfect time to release it to answer our readers question the belkin Cable is available in two lengths, uh, three foot for $39.95, six foot for $49.95. And that story you can read as well at techguide.com.au. And we've reached the end of our show. We really appreciate you listening. Thank you for joining us again this week. You can read about everything, of course, that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. If you want to get in touch, there's several ways you can do it. Our preferred way is if you send us a voice byte. Download the app record your question, your comment, your review and hashtag TechGuide, broadcast that. I will play your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. If you want to uh, send an email, you can do that too, info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors as well, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.